Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Sending out and or receiving Christmas cards each year is something pretty common, or if you're in our family, you get them ready during Christmas and don't send them out until Easter because they sit and you forget about them. Now oftentimes you have a nice saying on them or maybe a scripture verse. And for this Sunday of the church year, just picture the card that you could send out with a nice photo of you, maybe your dog, maybe your kids, your grandkids, your whole family. Maybe you're dressed nicely and in front of a tractor, because this is Iowa after all, it's what happens. And then down at the bottom, in a nice font, maybe with wreaths, with bells, a little bit of holly, some presents, you can have the quote. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and evil doers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. Malachi 4.1. Blessed Advent and Merry Christmas. Love the rites. Now, wouldn't that be something? Send that out and have people put that up over their fireplace or on their refrigerator front and center. Now, odds are you won't get a card like that this season because it doesn't tend to spread the holiday cheer. But God's word to you today is this very thing. He warns you. God's wrath is real, and the fear of God is important. And these words, these are the last verses in the Old Testament, they convey that about God, and that you should fear him. In Exodus 20, God gave the Ten Commandments. And we confess in the small catechism something about what he says, kind of summarizing all of those. In the small catechism, we say, God threatens to punish all who break these commandments. Therefore, we should fear his wrath and not do anything against them. But he promises grace and every blessing to all who keep these commandments. Therefore, we should also love and trust in him and gladly do what he commands. It's been our memory verse that we've been working on this past week with the girls, that with the catechism, and one of the girls asked about the wrath of God last night. So, gee, it's almost like God wants us to talk about these things at home, and then we can talk about the wrath of God, and then we talk about the gospel. Hmm. Works out well that way. And so you should fear God because on the last day, those who have rejected him, those who have rejected his word, closed their ears to it, those who have mocked him with their words, with their lives, and those who have persecuted his people, there'll be these things that Malachi talks about here at the end of the Old Testament. And it's not all rosy. It's not all cheery. But it's serious. And it's something to be feared, lest this is what awaits us. And so Jesus himself also warns us. He says, watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. So in the context of those things in that gospel reading, Jesus is talking about signs that we're living in the end. So from the ascension of Jesus until he comes back on the last day, these are the end times. But he's also talking about then that last day when he does return on the clouds. So he says, look at these things and don't get caught up in this life. Don't despair and think this is the end of all things and there's no hope. Don't lose sight of the things of God. He says, don't be hungover. That's literally the word for dissipation here. They even had that word back in Greek. That is still continuing in your sin. More concerned about things that are here one day and gone the next and facing the ramifications of those. Don't let your world... Don't let your life be defined by something other than God's word. Don't just write it off and say, everybody does it. 
don't tolerate these things, it's not serious, or, well, they know better, they were raised better. Because it absolutely is serious. And that's why God's words on this second Sunday in Advent are clear. These things, heaven and earth, they will come to an end. And so don't be weighed down with the care of this life, that you lose hope, that you despair of God, that you lose sight of what he has accomplished for you in Christ, and that even he gives you your daily bread. That's why Jesus says, watch yourselves, or you will get burned. Examine your life according to God's law. Fear God and repent. But you see, in that second part of the Old Testament reading, there's also a promise that brings hope and comfort. There's a lot of hope talk this Sunday of the church here, and that's intentional. He says, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. So there's a great confession of the resurrection of the body in this reading. For the arrogant and evildoers, there's that resurrection to physical torment. For the righteous, there's this great healing. As you see the image of calves leaping from the stall. So the physical reality of eternity is seen here. And for you who belong to Christ, what an image it is. Jesus said, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. So this morning, Jesus looks at you, and he says, your sin is forgiven. And that means take heart. It means be at peace. Have hope. Looking to faith in Christ, looking in faith to Christ, you lift up your heads. And you see these things around you, and you view them like the fig tree as summer is just around the corner. The best is yet to come you see that there is a brighter future ahead. The day is approaching, and you see it as the day that the Redeemer is drawing near. You see that a glory beyond compares on the horizon, and your focus, not, your focus is not caught up and weighed down in the here and now, but rather you're sober-minded. You're fixed on God's word. And these things will not tear you away from Christ because you are looking to the future and what has been won for you. Because Jesus is the one who fixed his eyes on the cross, going all the way, even suffering for your salvation. So as you wait then for that day, and you look to and cling to what Jesus has been done, you have what he's accomplished even now. Your redemption has been won, and that means everything. In that epistle reading, God says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another, as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this message of hope is for you. You are the church. You are the bride of Zion, the daughter of Zion, who gathers here in this place. So behold, your salvation comes. 
The Lord will cause his majestic voice to be heard, and you shall have gladness of heart. Your Lord is crucified and risen for you. And it's more than just a greeting card as you await and prepare for Christmas. But it's something that it gives you hope even unto life everlasting. And so our Lord has come and he's with you now. And not even death can tear that away from you. So fix your eyes on Jesus. See him in his righteous life. See his crucifixion for you. See him as the one who is victorious even over death as he has risen from the grave. And look forward to him as coming on the clouds for your redemption is near. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.